Today's word is go forward as Pharaoh goes down. Go forward as Pharaoh goes down. And this is a part of a series that we'll be doing all year long. And that series is entitled Let's Go. Let me hear you say let's go. You're going to hear a lot of great preaching this year. We're going to come back to that subject often. That's the theme of this year. And that is let's go. Let's go. Exodus chapter 14 verses 10 through 16. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. The children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall See again, no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Amen. Turn to somebody you're sitting by and tell them we're going somewhere. We are just going somewhere. (laughs) Are we there yet? (laughs) Right? You know, there's a lot of talk in the Bible And you'll hear it preached a lot. Don't get in a hurry, but be still and let God be God. And I believe in that. Sometimes if you will just take your hands off the situation and let God have his way, watch it get done faster than you ever thought it could get done. You know, God likes to do his job. You know, do you have anybody at work that sometimes has a problem getting out of their lane and getting into your lane and doing what you're supposed to do? Yeah, you don't like that. We like our space, and God is the same way, because he likes the credit. He wants to be the one who is recognized. And if you let God do what he does, and you do what you do, it will work out nicely, let me tell you. And sometimes being still and waiting on the Lord is the way to get the miracle. Amen? I remember when I was a single man, everybody tried to do everything that they could to find a wife for me. I mean, it got really bad when I turned 25 and wasn't married. I mean, people were sending my number to girls. That's how bad it was. You think I'm making this up? How did you get my number? But when my family and my friends took their hands off the situation, at a low moment in my life, July 12, 2008, I met the beautiful Sister Anna, and it was love at first sight, still in love to this day. (laughs) God is that way. 
Man's trying to help you out, and I believe we should help each other out. But sometimes God is up there saying, I don't want to interfere with what people are doing, but if they would just take their hands off the situation and let me step in, watch me perform the miracle. Sometimes you've got to explore the will of God. But I believe this year, there's not going to really be a whole lot of staying still this year. We've been doing that long enough. But God is waking up this church and the church abroad saying, you've been staying still and patient long enough. A lot of things have been put in place to trap the enemy and to put you in a place where you could see the miraculous power of God. And God is saying, go forward, Life Church. Get after it. Make it happen. Stop waiting. Mm. I believe if you've got something in your life that needs to stop, it'll stop when you make it stop. If there is something in your life that needs to happen, it will happen when you make it happen. God is saying the spirit of productivity is coming upon his church to have a boldness about us and a confidence about us and having no fear at all of what the devil is doing or what man is doing or what this world is trying to do. But God is saying, if you will keep focused on the church and you'll keep focused on the word and keep focused on the word, amen, and focused on the will and the plan of God, it doesn't matter what Pharaoh is after you, how big the army is after you. If you've got a sea in front of you, you're going to get through it and turn around and watch the enemies fall down. Mm. There's only really two directions with God. Either be still or go forward. God doesn't want you to go left. You'll get out in false doctrine. God doesn't want you to go right. You'll get into self-righteousness. And he certainly doesn't want you to go back to the way things used to be. But either you stay still and park and wait for God's green light. And once you got the green light, which we've got in 2024, it's a green year for us. God is saying, put it into drive, pedal to the metal, and woo, as fast as you can. This year, I have looked under the hood of this church. I have looked under the hood. And let me tell you this. I didn't see any duct tape. I didn't see any oil leaking. I didn't smell anything weird. All the tires are aired up. It's got a new paint job. It's clean and ready to go. And you and I, amen, in this vehicle called the Holy Ghost, it's the fastest car in Kansas City. Amen. Hallelujah. I can feel it. I can hear it. I can see it. Amen. We're not staying still, but you and I are going places and we're going to see things. Amen. From God that we have never seen before and experience things that we've never seen before. It's going to be the greatest scenic route you have ever seen. Amen. So get off the bus stop, put down the bike, put down the moped and get into God's car as it were. And let's go real fast and real far and real wide and see what God will do. Somebody shout, let's go. Oh, we're going somewhere. I see a full house here in TLC. It's a good crowd here today, but I see some empty seats. You know what I think is going on? God is dealing with people to get to the house of God. A lot of people who feel stuck and are concerned about their sin. If you're watching here today, let me tell you what. Amen. This is a judgment-free zone, not a warning-free zone. 
I don't care how high you are or how drunk you are. You need to get to church. I don't care if your marriage has failed. You need to get to church. Amen. When life is going bad, the best place to be is not at a bar or a this or a that, but it is here in the house of God. God can handle it. This church can handle it. We want you here. You're invited. Come and be with us. Oh, let's go to church. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. God has done so much for us. Just like he did for Israel. You know, Abraham, the patriarch, the Lord sent him a vision and he knew that in generations to come, they would be oppressed by a great evil. He knew it would happen. And it did because Israel and his sons, they ended up going to a place they shouldn't have because of famine and trouble. You know, sometimes I feel like if we're not careful, we can view God as with us. And he is, Emmanuel, right? God is with us. You pray in faith, God will do things. But when it comes to where you are and the scenery of your life and really where you should be and what you should be doing, it's not God is with me, but rather we need to be with God. Watch how good your life will be when you quit praying about what you want and start saying, God, what do you want? And let me find out what you want and start doing what God wants. That's a good self-assessment to do at the beginning of the year. Think right now, what are you doing in your life? What are you doing? Now, be honest with yourself. What does God want you to be doing? Now ask yourself, what should I be doing? And I tell you what, I've assessed it in my life. I am the happiest when all three of those are the same answer. When what I'm doing is what God wants me to do and what I should be doing, that's how you get into alignment with the kingdom of heaven. And you can walk out of here in alignment with God. Mm. Let me hear you say alignment. Alignment's a good thing to have for a car, right? Mm. I used to be one of those guys when the check engine soon light would come on, I would just lay hands on it and say, I rebuke you. Car, fix thyself. I did. It worked a few times, but God's up there saying, grow up, kid. Be responsible. Get your oil changed or something. And now we do. Good maintenance plan. If you have an old car and you're driving down the road and constantly doing this and this, you know what? You need alignment. Mm. There's something fascinating. If you've ever seen it, some uh, cultures from around the world going down to the river to get fresh water. And some of those women who are able to put huge jars on top of their head and just walk all the way home with kids and animals all around them. You know how petite, small people are able to carry 75 pounds on top of their head? Alignment. They know how to go straight. They don't go left. They don't go right. They don't stop because they would stop. It would knock that water off their head, but they keep on walking and timing it absolutely perfect. And God is saying to this church and to us as individuals, if we will get in alignment with God, we can carry the load. We can carry the revival. We can carry, amen, the pressure and the stress that this world brings upon us. And if you will be in alignment with God, amen, there is no weight that he can't carry for you. There is no burden that he can't lift off of you. But if you will walk with him, God will go with you far and wide. Can you say praise the Lord? 
God wanted to show Israel just how strong and powerful he really was by judging their enemies. He sent plagues unto their oppressors. You think about that. Egypt was a powerful empire. It was really the first great world empire. And the devil tried to arise through it all and rule the world. And he almost did. But God brought it down and brought in another enemy, the Assyrians. And the devil tried to rule through that empire. But it was brought down. The Babylonians came. The devil tried to rule through them. But it was brought down. The Greeks and the Romans came. And it seems like every time these empires, they try to rise up, they try to attack God's chosen people, the Jews. And it also goes after those of us who have been engrafted into that, the church of the living God. The Egyptian empire, the old one, it's gone. The Assyrian empire, it's gone. Babylon, gone. The Greek empire, the Roman empire, it's gone. And whatever empire is about to arise, it's going to come down and God's people are going to prevail through it all in Jesus' name. God wanted to show Israel just how powerful he really was and how much he loved him and cared for him. Sent plagues upon the Egyptians, turned their water to blood. Sent frogs out of control throughout the land. Lice, flies, death in their livestock. Boils broke out on their bodies. Hail came down mingled with fire, locust, darkness, and even the death of the firstborn. Israel, who had been weak for 450 years, you think about that, 12 generations of being oppressed, looking up and for the first time seeing a God fighting for them. You would think that that would have built their confidence and would have spoke out in faith at the sight of Pharaoh and the army approaching them, but oh no. Because of generational curses, because of always getting bad news, even after seeing all of those plagues, And being out of Egypt and being free, they could not get past how strong Pharaoh was and the army. Even though they saw mighty signs and mighty wonders, there was still that fear inside of them to stay still and let trouble overtake them. That's when God told Moses, don't tell him to stay still. Don't tell him to complain. But get up and go forward. Never forget what God has done for you. Never forget the mighty signs. I like to journal what God has done, and I like to go back and read about it. Because as it were, our brains usually are like time machines. Right now, you probably thought about where you're going to lunch. Some of you are worried sick about the game tonight. You know, we need an intercessory team for... (laughs) Amen. We got it. Come on. Maybe you're thinking about last year. Wherever your mind goes, don't let trouble disappoint you for what God has in store for you. As you think about this, you've been in church for a while. You have seen, as it were, God judge your enemies. Some of you have seen water turn into blood for those that have come against you. Some of you, as it were, you have seen God send frogs and lice and boils and all kinds of things against the enemy of your soul, the devil, and even the works of men. And God, over and over in his word, one thing that he has established is he does not change. He doesn't get weaker. What he did back then, he can do it here and now. But because Pharaoh was so big and his army was so large and they were moving so fast and they're up against a great sea 
In their mind, all they saw was death. All they saw was going back into oppression and slavery. But God is up there saying, have you not already forgotten what I've done for you? Have you already forgotten what I'm able to do? I've already judged those people. Could it be that you're ready to see the 11th plague happen here right now? And thank God, Moses figured it out and he stood up there with his staff in his hand and his arms stretched out and he said, watch and see what God is about to do. I'm sure a lot of people thought, you know, it'd be great if God would just make this sea disappear. You know, they were a desert people. They didn't know how to swim. The water was something to be feared and terrified. In Egyptian mythology, the Red Sea was a spooky place to be. But let me tell you, the problem that you're up against, don't be surprised if God doesn't move it, but rather makes you have a path and a way through it. That's usually how it is, isn't it? We want the sickness to disappear like that. We want the trouble to disappear like that. And God's up there not complaining, not worried. Because he is the author of the beginning and the ending. Amen. Sometimes my son will lose one of his toys. And I know it's under the couch. Or his younger brother hid it away from him in the closet. Ezra's doing that now. He's hiding his older sibling's toys. <laughs> my son come and be so upset. Dad, I can't find my bow and arrow. I can't find this toy. I can't find Sheriff Woody. I can't find Buzz Lightyear. I can't find my car. And I don't panic with him, and it frustrates him. I'm not panicking because I know where it is. And if I don't know where it is, I'm confident I can find it. And God is looking down upon us, adults, as his children. And we're down here going, why me, God, why me, why? And God's up there going, don't worry, we'll find it. I know where it is. I've got you taken care of. Why don't you enjoy the journey and let me help you discover just how much power you have working in your life. Mm. You ever met a spoiled kid? None in here, right? Not our precious kids. But kids that don't have to work for anything, never had to struggle for anything. They complain. Everything's expected. Everything's entitled. And that would be great and all, but in the real world, you want to get something, you got to work for it. You got to go through the journey. You got to get to it. You've got to have that get up and let's go mentality. And what God is telling a lot of us here, what he's done for this church really since our beginning, that nothing really happens overnight, but God likes to take us on a journey. Oh, my Lord, he wants us to have a Red Sea experience. He wants us to see us open up a path and to get there. That's what Finishing Strong has been all about. I remember in 2019 when we started Finishing Strong, and we were so excited and we had so much momentum, but a big snowstorm. My grandma used to call it a northerner. She's from the south, you know, blamed every, all the bad weather on the north, right? We had a northerner. Come through. And if you were an ice skater, it would have been a great day that February there in 2019. This much ice out there on that parking lot. And sadly, and it was even before Facebook Live or YouTube, we had to cancel service. I remember being so heartbroken and so worried. 
But it was like God had no worry, and this church had no worry. And we just adjusted the schedule, came back the next Sunday. God helped us make commitments, and we're still going through finishing strong. I know we're not in a business meeting right now, but I just want to tell you, as it were, COVID has slowed down a lot of industry here in America and throughout the world, and one of them is the elevator industry. God bless it. But we're about to put in new cabinets in our kids' wing. We're furnishing it slowly but surely. We're trying to do everything that we can to get in here without upsetting our wonderful city and the officials down there that we love and we pray for them, and they're the best at their job. Praise the Lord. But we built this building in 2006 with elevator plans, but regulations and things have changed since then, and we are doing everything that we can. But I'm back here going, the city is so big, and the regulations are so huge, and I feel as it were, I'm stuck between the sea and the enemy coming my way, and God's up there saying, it's all a part of my plan, and all of my timing, and all of the things, and God has promised us that the finish line is coming. And when we pass through, there's a big trophy on the other side and a great big victory and another uh, a thing to accomplish and things to go through. But I was praying about it this morning and walking around this campus, and in my mind's ear, I could hear the sound of hundreds of kids going through this church back there in that children's wing. I could hear the sound, amen, of thousands of adults coming through here. As it were, God opened my ears to get a little bit of a glimpse of what's coming. Never doubt the timing of God and the plan of God. He's got this church in his hands. We're up here on the highest elevation point for a reason. And the hand of God is with us in this timing. And through finishing strong, we're going to look back and we'll tell you the story, amen, of all the miraculous things that God has done. I wish that Red Sea could disappear and we could just be there and boom, all of a sudden we have seven services going on the weekend. Everybody's healthy, everybody's happy, everybody's prospering. But God is up there going, no, I want you to see me defeat your enemies. I want to see the enemies drown. I want to see the enemies suffer, God is saying. And he is going to do that. He already did it last year. The plagues came. But I really believe God wants to swallow up the enemies that have been haunting you and taunting you and terrorizing you and oppressing you. Amen. Not only through the baptism tank, but as it were, the waters of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. Sister Barbara Hurt back there. Raise your hand, Sister Barbara. That's a sweet lady back there. That's a Pentecostal woman of God. She's been through a lot in her health. She testified to me this morning. She said, I don't know if you noticed, but I've been walking without my cane. I've been walking without my walker. And I said, God is restoring your health. It's been a process and it's been an amazing journey. And I've come to tell somebody that's struggling with your health your bones, your body, God is going to help you to recover and your walk is coming back. Your running is coming back and your dancing is coming back. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Neil Mortensen, raise your hand over there, brother. God has blessed that family last year. New careers, new positions. God has done amazing things in that family. You know what he told me before service? He said, you know, we got the service on the devices last Sunday. We watched. He said it was nice, but he said the best part of it all, God came down after that service and moved upon the family and a prayer meeting broke out and God moved in that home. Amen. It wasn't fun. 
having church on your couch, being away from everybody. But God is saying, no matter how big the snowstorm is, no matter what you may be up against, I'll create a path to open a door for revival in the home, for revival in your health, for great things happening. If I could sum it up right now, if God led you to it, he is going to lead you through it. All you've got to do is have the mindset, I am not going to stay here, but I am going to go forward. It's time for you to quit doing nothing and start doing something. And watch those little by little things begin to roll and to move. And pretty soon, you've got momentum to overcome. This year, I got a vision of it. Momentum is coming to the life church. Let me tell you something about momentum. The best part of it all is it is hard to make it stop when you have momentum. Mm. A moving train is difficult to stop because of momentum. A fast car is hard to stop because of momentum. And it's very difficult to get discouraged when you've got momentum. Bishop's preached it. He's made this point. You know, take your favorite sports team or any sports team out there. You know, right now, the Kansas City Chiefs, pardon the carnal, it's all on our minds. It's all right. I'm here among friends, praise the Lord. But uh, some of us ain't too happy about Taylor Swift, right? Some of y'all love it. But we got a winning team, and we got a good team. Let me tell you what, during that time when all of those losses and all of those dropped passes, you know what we lost? Momentum. But I haven't been seeing the TV camera too much on Taylor Swift lately. We've been starting to catch passes again, and defense has stepped up. And you know, you know, we got back momentum. And when you got momentum, one interception doesn't make you worry about your team. One fumble doesn't make you worry about your team. But when you got momentum and when you are winning, the smallest little things don't mean much to you. But if you are losing and you don't got momentum, you get mad when there's a drop pass. You get mad when there's an interception. And I really feel God is giving this church momentum. We're not going to be perfect, but the smallest little things that happen here and there, no problem. We're keeping on moving. We're keeping on winning. And it's happening to this church. It's happening to individuals. It's happening to families. I've come to tell you, you don't have to be perfect, but with momentum, you can make the curve in this life. You can make it. You can make it. The car is moving. Amen. We're going to have momentum this year. Are you excited about it? Praise the Lord. You're going to see signs from God this year. I've been praying for it. I've been believing for it. We're going to see deaf ears opened up this year. We're going to see blind eyes open this year. I believe in people that are coming in paralyzed and can't walk miraculously. They're going to walk out these doors and walk the rest of their life. I've been asking God even to raise the dead. Because if we've got one, the greatest of all, the sign of speaking in tongues, if we can get that, we can see the dead raised. Healings have happened in this church, miraculous healings. People that should be dead are alive right now because of the hand of the Lord. 
And you saw it last year, many of you, for the first time, the casting out of unclean spirits. If we can talk in tongues, cast out unclean spirits, cast out cancer, amen, we can raise the dead here in this church. We can see blinded eyes open. We can see true restoration in this church. Because I feel God is saying, go forward. Don't stay still. Don't go back. Don't go down with the enemy. But keep on moving forward through the sea. It may be odd. It may be weird. It may look unusual. But trust my process and get to the other side and watch the enemies fall. And God's people become victorious. Oh, praise the Lord. I feel the Spirit of God moving in a manner of conviction right now. Some of you have realized you've been living in fear for too long. You've been staying still for too long. It's time to get the prayer life back. It's time to get the Bible reading back. It's time to get that fasting back. It's time to have better church attendance back. It's time to start having family altar again in your home. It's time, amen, to clean up your conversation and stop quick telling dirty jokes and put the cigarettes down and the whiskey down and putting the sin down and the lust down, getting back to loving your family and loving your God and getting on the path of righteousness. If you're ready to go, amen, I invite you to stand with me right now and raise your hands and say, God, I'm not going to stay put. I'm not going to worry about the enemy, but I am going forward this year in 2024. Hallelujah. Come on, where's your faith? Where's your faith, Kansas City? If you've had a miracle and a sign, God wants to do it again. If you've had answered prayer, God wants to answer more. If you've ever had a fulfillment of prophecy, God wants to bring it back to you. I say unto you, TLC, we are going places. Don't miss out on it. Don't stay put. But get it in, determine in your mind, I will not quit. I will not let the enemy paralyze me. I won't let the Red Sea make me afraid. But I will trust my leader. I will trust, amen, who God has put over me. Our amen, get right behind him with his hands raised and his staff raised. And we'll go through the water. We'll go through the desert. We'll go through dry places. We'll go through storms wherever we got to go to get to where we need to go. Amen. If you're ready to go, I invite you to get out of your seat and get up to this altar right now. Hallelujah. Faith is coming back to somebody today. Come on, go forward. Go forward while your enemy drowns. Go forward while the enemy stumbles. Come on, and while you get up here, amen, we're in this together. If you got a burden for your friend or your neighbor, brother to brother, sister to sister, husband to wife, get a hold of somebody and let's pray. We're going someplace this year. Hallelujah, momentum to grow, momentum to make disciples, momentum to overcome, momentum to be blessed. Hallelujah, that's right. Egypt's not better. What God has in store is better. Why stay in bondage? Why not get on a journey to a land flowing with milk and honey? Why not go to a place that has cities ready to inhabit, land ready to till, life more abundantly? Come on, somebody, get out of Egypt. You're in the wrong place. Maybe generations past took a wrong turn somewhere. I break that generational curse off of somebody today. You've got a new thing coming for you and your family. A new thing. I come against poverty right now. I come against fear and oppressive thinking. I release you right now from depression and fear and anxiety. 
You will win the battle in your mind. You will have victory in your heart. It starts with how you think and how you speak. Hallelujah. Go forward. Go forward. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.